Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, all. Welcome. It is Monday night, generational change. I'm Jen. I'm Peter. And we're going to default on our debt, aren't we? I don't know. I did the most bonehead thing today, too. I totally spaced an appointment. And it's an appointment that's not going to be easy for me to re-get. <laughs> re-get? Is that a word? <laughs> it is for me because it's definitely a get to get an appointment. And I'm not going to be able to get one. Well, you definitely made And I up. totally, well, I, I just totally spaced it. And I really need to go. And I'm so sorry, precision skin people. I'm so sorry. And it's, a, it's my dermatologist. Well, big dumb animal, we appreciate any and all support that you give us. And it really means a lot. Yeah, and thank it's you. It's good to call you a big, big dumb, dumb animal. animal. I love it's it. It's fun. It's just fun. Uh, yeah, but we appreciate it. Smash that like button. Get this out there. We are so, awaiting our guest, Matt Cunningham Cook from The Lever, David Sirota's publication, uh, to talk about our governor and his pending announcement for president of the United States. But he seems to have a problem with keeping his hands clean. What a surprise. Uh, it seems that all of these politicians, all they know how to do is just be grifting evil sons of bitches, I guess. And he's certainly no exception. Uh, but of course, right now, you know, the big story is the debt ceiling and what is going to happen? Are we going to default on our debt? Since the inception of the United States Congress at the dawn of our country, 1789, we have never defaulted on our debt. But I have a feeling this might be the first time. I don't know why. I think because the calculation is that it could be a good political move, that perhaps that that is the reason why they might ultimately decide that it is a good move and that Biden will have the most uh, the most backlash thrown in his direction as a result. I don't know. I think it's all a fiction. Like, I don't understand any of that anyway, to be honest with you. I don't, I, I think it's all just this fiction of mumbo jumbo nonsense. Double K, always a oh, pleasure. Oh, he Love is just so ridiculous. You know, a lot of people think that the more dangerous person is actually not uh, Ron DeSantis. It's actually his wife, Casey. That mm. she's the more sinister of the two. And You know what? I find that incredibly, incredibly misogynistic that it's almost like she must be the villain. It's a she villain. As if somehow it's not just him acting on his own, but there must be some like that, like a woman well, behind uh, him. And it's like, really? So we're putting off like sort of any, it's almost like what, so he's what, not as accountable because she, he's like being controlled by a more menacing woman. I don't know. I've, well, I think it's always, a, like it's always on partisan lines. I know she was a democratic woman, like a Hillary Clinton, for example. Well, I don't really know very much about her other than she was a, a news, news person. Woman, yeah. Well, yeah. much like, much like Donna Deegan in the same area. You know, but Donna Deegan's great because she's a Democrat, you know? I just don't know enough. And I also don't know how much I care about his wife. You know, I, to me, I, I don't see how that's that important in the in the discussion of things. That's my point. Like, I don't know why. Why would we care other than to try to make her out to be somehow sinister? And I got to tell you, from what I've seen, it sounds to me like the people that talk crap about her just sound almost like haters because they're jealous. I've not heard anybody say anything like constructive. I heard people mock the dress that she wore. I've heard people like talk about her appearance. I've heard you know, whatever, but like Listen, I haven't I've heard, heard any substantive, any, I don't, I don't know enough about her to have. Listen, any I have heard, I have heard much worse. I have actually heard there. Listen, they've gone so far as to suggest that she didn't actually have cancer, that she made it up and was doing it all for political cannon fodder. 
And it really, again, that's pretty horrible. The, Demo- the Democrats are just as bad as Republicans. They just do, I, they're just nicer. About okay. It. If just, that just, were true, if that were true, yeah. then yeah, that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing. But if that's not true, then come on. Well, the whole suggestion was that she got cancer and she was able to put it in remission in under two months, which is possible. That ha- I mean, listen, you're talking about having access to the best medicine, the best doctors, And I also don't know what kind of know. cancer she had. I don't know. Like, but. So in other words, because she got well quickly, people started a rumor that she made it up. Because she didn't lose her hair. How do we know she didn't lose her hair? How do we know that that's not a wig? I don't know anything about this woman. Again, it sounds to me that criticisms from people about her are based on hating her. They're not actually constructed. And I don't know. Maybe sure. she is horrible on policy. Maybe she's a bad well, she person. Certainly I don't do know. anything to stand in the way of him signing a six week abortion ban. So I don't know that either. It's like, I don't know that she her. didn't do anything. I don't know that. I don't know what she did or didn't say to I mean, him. Their political calculus is more or less that, you know, she's, um, you know, steering the wheel and thinking that the, manu- the maneuvers that he's going to make. And our understanding is that he's going to announce probably tomorrow. I don't Wednesday. understand why you think she's steering anything. Well, there's always been a belief that she's been not necessarily as puppet master, but without question is equal in terms okay, of decision making so, politically. But because why? he's very, he's, he's like, there's a lot of people who think he's very socially inept and that she really makes up a lot of the Well, that might him. be, but he's fairly done pretty well in terms of career and stuff and managing his own self without sure. her. No, I and I that. just, I don't know. I, I don't know what she did or didn't say. Maybe she told him she didn't like that he signed the six-week abortion ban. I don't know. And until somebody shows me something that's credible, uh, some sort of evidence, everything that I have heard so far is speculation. It is believed. It is thought. People believe she's the puppet man. First of all, I don't know who people are. Second of all, I don't know what they're basing this on. I don't see credible evidence. And if this were a trial, you lose. We are not going to just wait around for our guest from The Lever, Matthew Cook. If he may have made a mistake, I don't know if he's on the East Coast. I don't know if he is in the mountain time zone, as is David Sirota, where The Lever is based. Um, So what we are going to do until he gets here is we are going to cover this article. Now, as many of you know, as I've alluded to, President, talk about a Freudian slip, Governor DeSantis is running will be running for president of the United States. He is expected to make his formal announcement this week. Mm. What day it will happen, my guess is that it'll probably be tomorrow or Wednesday, so that way they catch enough of the media. They're not gonna, he's not going to announce on Friday. That's not happening. Not likely on Thursday. It's too close to the weekend, so I'm guessing it's either tomorrow or Wednesday. He will make his formal announcement that he is going to be a candidate for president of the United States. Ironically, Tim Scott, senator from South Carolina, officially declared his candidacy today. And for for the GOP primary, he already has uh, the number two in the GOP Senate having his endorsement. And Donald Trump has said some very favorable things about Tim Scott, acknowledging uh, what great work they did on Opportunity Zones. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that'll go by the wayside now. Now he'll come up with some horrible nickname for him and and make fun of him. No, there's no reason to. He's not a threat. He'll pull it like one or two percent like everybody else. And so the whole idea here is that the more people that are in the field, the easier it is going to be for Trump to win the nomination, which is probably correct. Well, that by numbers, that is correct. Yes. So here is the article. But DeSantis. That has been, I think is very important. Florida lawmakers helped DeSantis shovel more cash to Wall Street. He kind of looks like Mickey Mouse. 
No, he kind of looks like Mickey. It's kind of funny. Oh. Like, he kind of looks like Mickey Mouse. I think it's the ears. Is that what it, it is? Maybe. It might be. Like, seriously, all I see is like a head and the ears. He looks like Mickey Mouse. The governor's 2024 money chase could run up against a federal pay-to-play rule that's previously tripped up other GOP candidates. Well, if there's one thing this governor has proven is that he'll break every law and he'll find a way around it every time. Uh as he positions himself for a presidential bid, his state's Republican-controlled legislature, which, let's be honest, they basically are acting at his whim. Oh. That is what they do. Just sent him a bill that could enrich pros- prospective Wall Street donors he may need to finance his campaign. That includes a GOP mega donor who DeSantis recently met with as the bill advanced. You, you don't say. You don't say that they would do something like this. But if DeSantis does try to make a fundraising play off the new pension investment bill, it could put him on a collision course with federal regulators. Not no, likely. If not those even. regulators, do, it's, it's like when they- do, As if he won't have thought it through and figured out the way around that. Just like he hasn't already figured out how he's going to run for president and not have to give up his governor's seat. I still don't understand how he's transferring the money. If those regulators decide to enforce a longstanding anti-corruption, imagine that, an anti-corruption rule. It's so obvious (laughs) that previously hindered other governors considering a White House bid. At issue is a new bill empowering the Florida State Board of Administration, which is run by DeSantis and two other Republican officials. Talk about a conflict of interest to move an additional 18 billion that that's billion with a B with a B billion, billion. of the state's pension fund out of, tra- <laughs> oh, out of traditional stocks and bonds and into hedge funds, private equity, venture capital and real estate firms. Nothing to see here, folks. Wait, wait, wait. Are the public sector workers like our friend Andy Mattis? This can't be a popular concept. Mm-hmm. So let me let so, That's so, what you're asking. OK, but the, the public sector workers. This is well, this would affect them, right? It doesn't Correct. affect the private workers, but this, okay. So I would think that the teachers might not like this or the firefighters. Like what what the hell? Such alternative investment firms uh, often charge high fees and deliver weak returns. But they're friends because their friends are skimming the money. You're skimming the, the, the percentages. While many of their executives make big political campaign donations, the legislation passed even as other state pension funds are considering pulling back on such investments in the face of potential losses. So in other words, it's not working in other places, but yet let's try it Let's here. try it in Florida because, you know, Florida. Florida. The GOP-controlled legislature set the bill to the governor's desk on Tuesday, shortly after DeSantis reportedly met with Republican financier Steve Schwartzman. Steve Schwartzman, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who do not know, I believe I'm getting this right. Steve Schwartzman is the head of Blackstone. So that gives you an idea of just how dirty this gets. Whose private equity firm already manages and reaps fees off more than $800 million of Florida's pension money alone. Yes. All I think of when I see that is I wish people like this would change their names to Gentile names because they really make the tribe look like 
everything that, that people say. Oh, unfortunately, the head of almost every investment bank in the United States, we know what the last And we do, yeah. but I wish that, you know, and the thing, but people don't realize the history of that. And at some point we will talk about that because the reason that's gonna, the case is they weren't allowed to do other things. I'm going to check this to see if I actually am correct. But that is, that and is why. I am correct. He is the head of Blackstone. Okay. So no surprise. Okay. But no surprise my, my point is, is that we really should talk about the history of that because the reason that the Jews are in those positions, quite honestly, over generations is because that's what they were relegated to many years ago when they couldn't do other things. They weren't allowed to do other things. They couldn't go to medical schools. They couldn't do, there were things they couldn't do. Yeah, there were also things, you know, like for example, there were things that the Irish couldn't do when they came here. That's why they got involved with bootlegging because bars and speakeasies and places like that were all they were really able to get jobs in other than sweeping floors. And so the fact that the Jews, and I and I say this, you know, when in terms of certainly not my ancestor Jews, my Jews were not these people, mm-hmm. but like that really got high up in banking and started that whole industry. It's like, you know what? What really pisses people off? It's that you sort of threw them out to nothing. And then they turned around and created that. And I think really that causes a lot of anger and resentment. Um, but when they do douchey shit like this, then I feel like it's it's just warranted. I don't know. So here's where it gets very dicey. It includes a new 150 million tranche that Florida officials delivered to a Blackstone Green Energy Fund. You know, when Blackstone gets involved oh with green energy, you know, it's it. forget it. It's like I it's like I tell when I say that when you take an organization like the Sunrise Movement, The second you lock arms with the Democratic establishment, it's over. The second you allow the biggest Wall Street investment firm to take on the moniker of green energy investment, it's over. It's over. (laughs) They have the only green they're interested in is their profits. They should be real. That's why (laughs) saying green energy, I was like, just say clean energy because clean money and green money are two completely different things. Well, I'm just, no, it's, it's actually, I just think it's so funny. Yes, it is very green for them. It'll rain green for them. What's the, I I can never remember the difference between Blackstone and Blackrock. Well, Blackstone. They're both bad. They're both, well, they're They're both horrible. Right. Well, that's the thing. I, I always get those two mixed up. Well, Blackstone is more on the investment side. And BlackRock and Black is more property. On the real estate. Real estate. Side. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But they're uh, all bad. Of course. Well, they're the two, they may be the two worst mega corporations in the world. And so <sighs> it's, it goes without saying. Ford DeSantis signed the bill to block state pension money going to companies that prioritize environmental considerations oh in their investments. Let me say this. Oh, my God. If you think that Trump is not going to have enough to bury the sky where This is something Trump can totally go with, and it won't offend anybody on the right. Ron, this, well, we'll bring out, we'll bring out the, the former presidential. That's network. an unforced error. There is no way around it, and there is no loophole. Schwartzman's meeting with DeSantis generated headlines because of the billionaire's subsequent decision not to financially back the governor's presidential bid, which was cast by the political press corps as a no-confidence vote in his prospective candidacy. No, what he's actually doing is he is hedging his bets, no pun intended. This is what people like Schwartzman do. Because Ron DeSantis is merely a political pawn, like Hillary Clinton, like Ron, like they give to both sides. Like it all, doesn't matter. It's all the same. They give to who? They give to everybody. Like when I get involved in a family thread about what the New York Times is saying about Donald Trump, it's like I, you guys are playing in the sticks, and I'm playing on the professional. Well, it's field. The, you know, it's just um, yeah, they're all the same. But the decision <laughs> may have been due to something much more legalistic. 
donating directly to DeSantis could violate the SEC longstanding pay to play rule. Of course it does. So you know what they do? They work around it, they, like the Clinton Foundation or Trump, or Trump University. They just create what do you packs. Think this is for? It's just a, you know. He'll create a pack. It'll be another DeSantis pack, and that's where all the well, money Well, DeSantis's pack apparently is already loaded with cash. Well, and because it would, I because he his money he hasn't figured out. I don't think he's figured out how to use that yet. Which was designed to restrict campaign contributions from financial executives to state officials who control pension investment decisions. As one of the three Republican officials overseeing Florida's 180 billion pension fund, why is Governor DeSantis in charge of this? Why is this even allowed? How is this something that, with all due respect, the Democrats have not been go- – this is real corruption. This is systemic, absolutely crossing the line type of corruption. Right. They get around it by giving to the Republican Governors Association. But you know what? That's no different than giving to the DCCC or one of those things. It's the same difference. That's how you get around these rules, except for then those organizations don't necessarily share the wealth. In the last few days, the levers reported that $1 billion, with a B, in Florida pension money has been directed to firms whose executives donated to the RGA, Republican Governors Association, which spent more than $21 million supporting DeSantis's re-election campaign in 2022. <sighs> That's just so bad. That's pay to play. Period. That's he's using. So wait, wait, wait. One go back up. Go back up. Other. I need to see what it says for a second. So, okay, that pension money been. To, I mean, this so is basically, the key. he's using state pension funds to fund his campaign. Yes. I love it. Like, 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 like that's what this is. So he's taking pension money and giving it to the firms which are doing his campaign. You know who used to do this a lot? Oh my and gentlemen, you know who used to do this a lot. This is what a lot of Democratic governors did when the unions were much more powerful. They would do this exact same thing. They would give the mo- they would take the money from the pension fund, they would give it to the Democrat, whatever, Governor's Association, then it would come back for the re-election. But this is it. Only he's now, only somebody who's anti-labor is now getting away with this. Remember, Florida's one of the pay-to-pay states, and they work very hard to crush labor Right to here. work, you mean. Right to work. Well, it's, it's, it's six months. Well, I'm just, that's just crazy. So basically, guys, he's using state pension funds to fund his campaign. You know, it's a shame that they have to point this out. But in a presidential bid, circumvention might be more difficult. It shouldn't shouldn't be possible, period. Right. It's like there's literally they're talking about how everybody gets around the rules, but hopefully it won't be as easy for a presidential bid. Like, let's just hope. Here's hoping. Might be more difficult. Might not be. Wall Street donors seeking Florida pension investments could give to a DeSantis-focused super PAC, but they would be daring regulators to ignore circumvention through a candidate-specific group, a far more brazen move than given to a general party committee. Oh, he's brazen. If there is anything about him, he's brazen. That's the thing. When he won <laughs> when he won his re-election by such a massive margin, yeah. he basically thought he was Teflon yeah. at that point. He's like, I yeah. can do whatever the hell I want. Well, and and he has been, but I think that when he crossed over too far, it, it's inevitably going to be the end of him. Again, people, they're, they fly too high to the sun. Indeed, the SEC rule proved so strict that it reportedly deterred Republican presidential nominee Mitt Romney from putting Christie on his ticket in 2012 because Romney knew it would complicate his Wall Street fundraising. Oh, Remember, Chris Christie was the governor holy. of New Jersey. And so how did the Democrats figure out a way around? Jersey. Well, that's the thing. You see, Chris Christie was was just a 
He was just a, you know, he was a corporate lawyer. But what is the difference now? Uh, or was he the attorney general? I know that Christie was a very powerful attorney in New Jersey. So what did the Democrats do since the Democratic Party machine knows all things in New Jersey com- between New York and, Pens- and Philadelphia? Well, they decided to just put another head of Goldman Sachs, <laughs> Phil Murphy, in the governor's mansion. So why the hell would you want to complicate things? Just well, put just the rich guy of, in there. I just think of New Jersey as sort of just literally a corporation. Like New Jersey is this state, like all big pharma. It's basically New Jersey and Delaware are just, they're just little corporate tools. That's how I think of that. Uh, Considering they are the first and I think second or third state respectively in the history of our nation. Boy, they've fallen on hard times. (laughs) Well, but they're just, I think of New Jersey as just being so filthily corporate, disgusting. Their whole election process is absurd. The whole ballot thing there is so it, it's you you guys in New Jersey, you you don't have fair elections. I can tell you that. We don't have them here either. No. The X factor for DeSantis and donors seeking Florida pension cash will be the SEC itself. And whether the agency will finally start enforcing the rules anti-circumvention provisions. Of late, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler, he's a winner has been delivering speeches, raising alarms about private equity firms' relationships with institutional investors such as pension funds. And he is pushing new proposals to require more transparency. The commission has also recently charged a handful of firms for violating the pay-to-play rule. A DeSantis presidential campaign could create a conundrum for major Wall Street firms. Seeking influence in a future White House, they could funnel cash to his campaign, but they would run the risk of SEC sanctions. Will it deter them from voting or from donating? Highly unlikely. Can I ask you what happened with the Neera Tandon thing? Do we know? Neera Tandon was put on. It, it says it, named her, but does that mean yeah, that? Yeah, she's it. So that was probably always the plan all along because they couldn't get her in in the beginning. Sure. Figure out a way to get her in later on. She's disgusting. Mm-hmm. She's disgusting human being. I, I it, It's just, Yeah. So unfortunately, it looks like we are being mm. stood up again by another guest, which is not cool. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see if we can get Ray to come on the show real quick. Who's Ray? Ray, our friend. Oh, crap. Who's our friend, Ray? Ray, we've been on his show. He's friend of uh, Osiris. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ray, our apologies. Would you yeah. like So, but I don't really, what, and podcast? how did you even get in contact? I mean, did you do this through David? Like, was... This is a David Sirota connection. Like yeah, David I've, referred him. But well, then, all right. Well, here's the thing. We got an email back from Matthew this afternoon when we sent out the letter oh, okay. saying, great, see you then. So do you not know? But And you definitely says Eastern Standard Time. Huh, yeah, I always make right, sure well, to say EST because even if you're not in this particular time it's zone. It's EDT now, but yeah. What does that even mean? I think it's Eastern Daylight Time. Eastern That's Daylight so Time. I know, but now when I see it, it's not EST anymore. It's EDT. But anyway. All right. Well, it's not going to be on you, but that could be the mistake. And it could be that he's not really standing us up. But that could be the mistake that he didn't look. Well, I, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I, I would say that, that it's certainly I'd possible. like to give someone who I don't even know the benefit of the doubt. Like if it was someone who I don't know blew us off three times like, you know, some people, uh, then I would say, yeah, no, to hell with him. But this is, you know, it happens. Yes, uh, it does. And I'm not even this, you know, yeah. Like even people like Danny, it doesn't, there's just people that 
just sometimes things happen. Yes, sometimes things happen. Sometimes things happen. Hey, are you coming? Oh, okay. I'm going to, I got his phone number. So now I'm going to text him. Okay, good. He's going to go hunt down our guest. Um, and the other thing that- Distract the audience, please. Were you- yeah. Well, I don't really know exactly what, what to distract with at this moment. Um, oh, yeah, guys, all 11 of you, if any of you would like to see our- con- well, Stop being so maudlin. We <laughs> will get more people to watch. It takes time. We, we are. And I, you know what's weird, though? After that huge surge, after the whole Matt Taibbi thing, yeah. I feel like now we've been purposefully shoved to the bottom of the deck. Elizabeth, uh, could you please make sure that you are subscribed and have the bell clicked? And the same for Jack, the same for Kate. Well, we don't worry about double K. But for those... And the reason I don't tell people to click the bell personally, because I don't click bells, because I like to watch when I like to watch, and I don't... Yeah, but sometimes you need to be reminded because they purposely shadow ban our channel. But here's the thing. We are pretty consistent Monday and Wednesday night at Mm -hmm. nine. So even if it's not... I don't know. But again, we are doing this to be a podcast, not a live stream. And the live stream is cool, but that's not... Well, that was my intent of starting this, was not to sit here and be talking heads on the news like what those other people do. My point in starting this was long form, in-depth topic discussions. So when we do the talking head thing, uh, it's not as much my, my jam. You know, I don't really need to talk about current events as much as like, I'm more interested in presenting solutions. Well, if you do appreciate our content and Lord knows if you're here, you do, however few. <laughs> We For do. as little as $5 a month, you could become a wonderful supporter of our channel as a patron. You get the Lulu sticker as an intro. For those of you who are questioning whether or not we are mind readers or forward thinkers, you know we're for real because for the $10 a month patrons, you are going to get what is not a joke, the before it became popular mansion parliamentarian bumper sticker because the no labels party is making a huge push to get Manchin to run for president. But it won't be with the parliamentarian. Probably not. Well, and if it is, but it'll usually be her, her name. But if then it is, this will be a collector's item oh of my the God. highest order. How hilarious will that be? If Well, no, it would have to be Manchin parliamentarian. I, I, I was the one saying, make America great again, again, and then he started doing it. So it is not... A, this, I like mine better. We didn't think this was a joke. We actually thought it was possible, and now apparently it is. But for uh, those who are extremely generous- No, the mansion, like, I thought, was definitely possible. Yes. The parliamentarian was the joke. And of course, our lovely mascot is going to let us know exactly what happens when you give the $25 a month patron. You get yourself the tri-blend, silky smooth, generational change jersey. You know you want one. You know you need one. Become a supporter and you're going to get one. Oh, so you see what Double K says? Then she has to hunt for it. It's frustrating. It doesn't matter because we're still going to speak truth to power whether you like it or not. Yeah. Right? Right, my little munchkin? Who's such a sweet little girl. You see? She has her summer cut. She's ready. You look so lovely. She got and her, you got your little bow. She has her ears trimmed. Oh, we got to take, take this away. We can't. She has her ears trimmed. Yes, look at how cute you look. Look at this little Lulu. She has her summer ear cut. Aww. Because otherwise, yeah, I'm going to have to groom her this summer in North Carolina. I don't like to take her places that she's not used to going, but I'm going to have to. So it's going to have to happen, but this will hold off for a while. If you do not want to put your name on the grid, you can always go to Gen, you can go to Cash App, dollar sign, Gen Change, any amount that you contribute is obviously very, very helpful. Much appreciated. Um, 
Yeah. And one thing that we're doing here at Gen Change is we are one of the organizations that is promoting our ballot initiative in Florida to get our abortion rights um, in our constitution. Because apparently this is this is really great, guys. So Florida, for people who don't know, we actually legitimately, literally have the right to privacy, the word privacy in our state constitution. And yet that is somehow not enough to cover bodily autonomy. Mm. So for the people who are too obtuse, we need to actually be very specific. So we, we do have a ballot initiative that is being circulated around the state. Uh, anybody in Florida, anybody who knows people in Florida, make sure that they get one and sign one. They're going to start being showing up everywhere. There are many big organizations like the League of Women Voters is in on this too, that are going to be out with this ballot, this um, petition for mm -hmm. a ballot. I always call them ballots. They're not ballots. They're petitions to, to, get, get, it, on the to get on the ballot. Um, but guys, make sure if you're in Florida uh, and if you know anybody in Florida, make sure that they get out and make sure that they sign this. Um, they will be easy to find. They're also downloadable, but you have to mail them in. But you're going to just start seeing people everywhere. You're going to start seeing our people everywhere. You're going to start seeing purple shirts with clipboards. Um, my pick is going to be like concert venues. Um, certain music has certain crowds and certain crowds are more amenable to certain things. So mm -hmm. it's a good way to, but we're going to just start being at events and being at places. Um, door to door is not the most efficient with this. I don't think. No, it's not. It's not. Door to door is not the most efficient of this. Um, and but anybody who knows me from Pilates know I've been circulating it there. But it but is. we will knock on doors. I will knock on doors, but it is not the most efficient way to get to get petitions. Yes, we learned we that know, with. But yes, but we all know why knocking on doors is a good idea. Yeah, I do know that, but but we need to get signatures. Yes, we do. So with that said, um, we do have. Uh, our guest, Silo Marshall, who will be coming on shortly, but we are going to cover what is obviously shaping up to be a very important story, of course, that is the debt ceiling, Biden and McCarthy squaring off, but we all know that this really is just kabuki theater. So what would like, if Steve Grumbine were here, what would he say, how, what would he say to me about the debt ceiling? Well, again, it's all about controlling inflation, but why are we not able to control inflation right now? And that, of course, is because we have a, a absolutely insane corporate greed. Just look at what we talked about with our governor and what he's involved in with Blackstone. It's just another example of the hoarding of wealth all the way at the top. Exactly. But of course- Our state pension funds pay for his reelection, pay for his presidential campaign. Yeah, I mean, why be honest when you can I just-, just and nobody's saying anything about it. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> here are three things that we put on social media today that could actually solve the debt crisis right now. Reverse the Trump tax cuts, which Biden did say he would do. Hasn't. Will not ever do it. Hasn't. Pass Medicare for all, which would eliminate the for-profit middlemen in between us and our doctors, effectively nullifying the private insurance and big pharma in mega industries, which get the biggest corporate subsidies out of anybody because they are not necessary and people can't afford to live. So that would be saving at a minimum about a half a trillion dollars a year. Is the name of the bill Medicare for all literally? Yeah. 
Okay. That is- because, okay. Cause I was going to say normally, like when I'm talking to people, I don't use that. It almost seems like a trademark. I always say either single payer or universal. Well, that's what it is supposed to be, but ostensibly. I'm just, okay. I just wanted, I was just that, but that literally well, is what well, it is. You know, I say Medicare for all because that's what became popular. No, I, we need a single payer universal. Health care no, system. I know it's sort of like, but it's a, okay. Never mind. It's a okay. trademark name. That's and finally you need, well, you, uh, we need to end, uh, Again, when we talk about the military spending in this country, <laughs> what we're really talking about is endless war spending. And yes, the war in Ukraine is part of it. Hundreds of billions and what will be trillions of dollars on things that you will never see, you will never touch, and never, ever understand. And it will never help the people of Ukraine. Ever. <laughs> well, so it's basically all of that money goes to investors and oligarchs of the military industrial complex. And they just keep, they siphon and siphon the money. There's no accountability for their budget whatsoever. They have no accounting. They lost how many trillion dollars that they can't account for. And it's just all of this free money to all of these contractors. And the people in Ukraine are not, they're not benefiting in any way. And of course, helping them. And of course, most importantly of all, ending corporate welfare, which is, you know, again, the military welfare, the welfare across the board where mega or mega corporations are able to get away with what they get away with. And double K is correct. The federal debt is really a private sector surplus. The problem is, is that the ones who are seeing the benefits of it are very, very few. And the very, very many are getting screwed left and right. And as is often the case, the middle and working class are always the ones who have to foot the bill. The rich always figure out a way to run the system into the ground and they never get punished for it. See, this is how I see it. Let's just say hypothetically that I thought that our military budget was like a legitimate thing and we actually had this need for this giant war complex, which I don't. But let's just say that that I that I did think that like there would still need to be an accounting and there would still need to be some sort of results. There would need to be some sort of results, but there aren't. And so what is actually happening is nothing and they're skimming all the money and it's just going into private sector corporate greed. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's not going into anything. It's certainly not helping our service people. It sure as hell doesn't help our veterans. The people in Ukraine are not going to see shit. So all you're doing is financing the corporate military industrial complex. That's what we're doing. And the percentage, like if we were to say what we needed functionally to actually exist, it's probably like a smidgen compared to the percentage that goes to greed versus what's actually needed to produce what we would need to produce if I even did think we needed to have a war complex. And of course, the old, which I don't. And the old stupid argument, which always comes to pass, which is the Republicans want to cut spending, the Democrats consider it extreme, and the president is pushing for new taxes that Republicans have rejected, and the same thing will always, always repeat itself. Over and over. Because it's kabuki theater. There's always... You it's know, world wrestling. When they always assume that it's like, if we just got enough Democrats in right. there, there will just, always be a Kirsten Cinema or a Joe Manchin to screw things up. Or a parliamentarian. Whoever. You really think that if you got enough Democrats in there that are bought by corporate special interests that you're ever going to get any real benefit? You couldn't even pass Build Back Better. And I don't care what it would have taken to convince Cinema or Manchin to get on board. There's not uh, enough bribery in the private sector for them to have been given what they wanted through whatever the president would have been able to give them, whether to their state or to their own personal benefit in the long run. Is it pay to play? Sure. 
you know what? If it's pay to play to help the working class of this country, there are some things you just have to accept. See, with that, I, I would go. I, I would much more prefer like an LBJ approach to dealing with certain things. And it's like that is not the people's like like when you're talking about the power of the president, you want somebody who is an executive person that makes those sorts of decisions. And yes, it should be somebody that is not going to be bullied by one lone senator and the parliamentarian. That's 100%. crazy. And and why we sit here and worry so much about who's president, if that is so powerful, if we're so worried about the who the president is because it's so powerful, but yet the parliamentarian is what held them up. See, it's this complete contradiction. Either they are so powerful as a president or they really can't get anything done. The argument what is that, it? Well, here's the thing that people don't really seem to understand. It's like the argument is always that the Republicans are the ones who refuse to raise taxes on the rich. But what it really means is that the rich will not accept taxes being raised on them. So what they basically do is they use a negotiating tactic saying, we'll just put Republicans in power and make sure that our taxes aren't raised. And we will use that as a threat against Democrats to kick them out of office because in the end, the rich always win, no matter who's in power. They, yeah, it doesn't matter. And there is this idea that somehow we'll just get the Democrats in there and that's going <laughs> to solve the problem. It isn't going to solve anything. We've had three administrations with super majorities and they didn't codify Roe versus the Wade. The one thing, the one thing, that Biden said he would do, that they've all Absolutely agreed double K. would actually make a difference is reversing Trump's tax cuts. That's $2 trillion in revenue, of which almost 85% of it went to the top 1%. And when I hear anything from anybody about how, oh, you want to take away my tax cut, what, your $1,000 tax cut? Yeah, it matters. But you know what? That's a tax cut that you should have and the rich shouldn't have. That's the disconnect. It's like, well, you know, Trump did this for me. Yeah, and it's great that he did that for you. But how is it that you can't do one plus one equals two? Or one or two minus one equals one? It's simple math. The rich don't need anything. No. Yeah. I, and they I, always I, manage to get everything. But they just, it's its amazing how it's just, once you see the man behind the curtain, like when I watch them in Congress, like I don't know how anybody takes this seriously. It's every bit as performative as like the monarchy in the UK. It's really very performative. Everything in Congress is just so, it's not even, I honestly think that they discuss it ahead of time. It, I'm telling you, I remember meeting Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan because they were, <laughs> it was when they were obviously, they were enemies, quote unquote, but they weren't. And that was the thing. And when I met them, they were hanging out backstage, but it's like, that's what this is to me. And by the way, Andre the Giant was kind of cool. Democrats and Republicans have until June 1st to increase the government's self-borrowing limit or trigger an unprecedented debt default that economists warn could bring on a recession. Not could, it will. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on Monday offered a sobering reminder of how little time is left. But again, that's not really the issue here. Uh, any deal to raise the limit must pass both chambers of Congress and therefore hinges on bipartisan support. McCarthy's That's Republicans convenient. control the House 22 to 213, while Biden's Democrats hold the Senate 5149. We all know that that doesn't mean anything. A failure to <laughs> lift the debt ceiling would trigger a default that would shake financial markets and drive interest rates higher on everything from car payments to credit cards. You want to know what would be interesting? 
If we would be able to like just take all the private sector out of out of it, the equation for a second, let's assume that every that no decision that these people made would in any way financially benefit them or anyone else. Like, let's just pretend that didn't happen. Can you imagine? Like, what would they do? What would be the thing to do if they're because they they can never justify any of these actions that are very anti what the majority of people want. And yet they skirt around it. But the reality is, if there wasn't profit being made, then they wouldn't be doing any of these things. Republicans want discretionary spending cuts, new work requirements for some programs for low-income Americans, and a clawback of COVID-19 aid approved by Congress, but not yet spent in exchange for a debt ceiling increase, which is needed to cover the costs of lawmakers' previously approved spending and tax cuts. Democrats want to hold spending steady at this year's levels in 2024, while Republicans want to return to 2022 levels next year and cap spending growth in the years ahead. Why don't they do this with the military budget? You're asking for too much, Jen. Because I would honestly, this is this is not an unreasonable situation, but it's just interesting how it's like they pick and choose which funds this works for. So this works for things that help us domestically, but this has zero effect whatsoever on us being able to bomb poor people somewhere else. Gotcha. So a plan passed by the House last month would cut a wide swath of government spending by 8% next year. So here's what's being offered. And here's where the costs come in. For revenues, interest, increase Medicare tax, increase taxes on high income earners, increase corporate income tax rate to 28%. You know, the idea, here's Are the you thing. Like here's the thing. The corporate income, the corporate tax rate, the corporate tax so rate silly. under under Trump went from, I think, was it 30, 30%, 35%, it was something in that range. It was in the 30s. And he dropped it down to like 21% or something. And so now Biden so now gets to look bu- good. So now let's bump it up a little bit, make it look like we're really doing something here. Oh my God. This is what they're fighting over. Like literally what they do is they take everything away from you so that every little crumb is just such an exciting thing. So the savings would be $3 trillion. Uh, the spending or the new health, new, we need new health spending. We need to make sure that the corporate subsidies still go to private insurance and big pharma. New but here's the new health spending. spending. Tax breaks. Oh, I like it. And child care subsidies. You mean to tell me like when you were trying to pass the Build Back Better, which would have provided universal child care, but you know, just couldn't get it through. So close. The infra- so close. Even though it was tied to the infrastructure bill and everybody jumped on that. Even though you were supposed to pass Build Back Better first, first. and then the infrastructure and bill. everybody just allowed that to happen. Like if you're at the point now where I you've remember. been following politics at any length of time and you don't know the difference between these two things, I can't talk to you because you are literally blue-pilled. <laughs> you're blue-pilled. I, you but can't those see. are generally not the people watching us, though, I don't think. So here's what the Republicans are Okay, so this is their Limit, Save, and Grow Act. Let's speak. Rescind unused COVID relief funds. Okay. End student debt cancellation. How much? There was this this much? This is what you give a shit about? That's where they're going to get their money. That's that's what they're going after. Here's an idea. If you're on the GOP side and you're sick of this shit, why are you not saying, okay, we're not going to cancel student debt? 
But why are we not making at least trade schools tuition free? Why are we not encouraging that? Because we want our people to be stupid and dependent on menial labor jobs. This is what Mike Rowe has been advocating for. And oh, he's I on like Fox him. News and Fox Business all the time. Learn a freaking trade. Well, why don't we make it easy for people to learn trades so they don't have to depend on the government to, to get survive? him on the show. I've been trying to get his attention. I like him so much. Repeal energy that tax That is a credits. very, very sexy man. He really is. I, he's like the guy gets shit done, man. Yes, he does. I I appreciate that. He's extremely, like, properly masculine. And, you know, the interesting thing about interest, ladies and gentlemen, which you have to remember is that we are a debt-ridden country. We like to put everything on the credit card. And there's a reason why- At the macro and micro level. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That's just our our trend. You cannot afford to pay. And they say that there's, like, a psychological effect between spending cash versus using a card. It is, for sure. For sure. There's a reason why there's- but again, I don't really understand this in connection Hundreds to MMT. That's what I don't understand. I don't understand this. Like, I wish we should be doing this with Steve. This but, is why Steve needs to make an exception and come on the yeah, show. Yeah, seriously, Steve, really? Really? Uh, think about what time you would be agreeable to on next Monday, because next Monday is Memorial Day. Okay. So that is a holiday, and you don't have to worry about Graham. We might have, you know, we'll see. It, but right. I think, and Craig Shapiro really wants to come on when Steve is on to give his supposed rebuttal because we have a friend who was just on the podcast, but he really is into this stuff. He, he's, he's been a Wall Street broker for a long time and he, he really understands this money stuff. But of course, he happens to be somebody, not a surprise, who is not in favor of modern monetary theory. So be it. Return discretionary spending to 2022 levels and grow 1% annually. See, I don't understand that. That's like saying um, I'm not supportive of the earth being round. It's, it's not – modern monetary theory is not what we're proposing. It's what is. Like y- you can't not be a supporter of it because it just is. <laughs> That's Re- like saying I'm not a supporter of science. Repeal IRS enforcement funding. Uh, well, you know – I am not, if there is one thing I will say. Oh, I don't mind that. That I actually do agree with the GOP on is this hiring of 80,000 IRS agents. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. That is, if, if, well, yeah, I agree let's, with that. Let's be honest. We all know that the IRS doesn't go after the rich and powerful. The only time that the rich and powerful ever get tagged by the IRS is if they get you know, like you say, pigs get fat, hogs, hogs get, get slaughtered. slaughtered. Well, when you become too much of a liability, <laughs> George Santos, then you get taken out. Here's my thought on him. Okay. This is, I, I swear to you, I think it's Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Andy never died. Let me tell you something, because there's no way that that's a serious person. I refuse to take him seriously. And when I see him, I really do. I think it's something like that. And obviously, I don't think it's actually Andy Kaufman, but it's it's someone a la in that vein. It's 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 not real. It has to be a spoof. And then he's going to end up like writing this book about, I don't know, because it's it's crazy to me that he's gotten to where he is and is just so, and he looks like a skit. He literally looks like he should be on like, you know, a comedy show. See, now here is where the story comes full circle. And we got a message from Matthew who effed up. Because he thought we were on his time. No, no, no. Just personal matter. And he completely forgot about us. Um, Well, you know what? And I have that coming. That's my karma because I totally blew off my dermatology appointment today. And I'm so sorry. That is so unprofessional. 
The president tweeted that he, well, of course, let, let's be very clear here. The president doesn't tweet. The president, the president's staffer tweeted <laughs> that he would not back big oil subsidies and wealthy tax cheats while putting health care and food assistance at risk for millions of Americans. Yes, you do. You do it all the time. You've done it many times. So stop acting. Again, this is the posturing, if you will, that they like to do. This is not somebody that we can take remotely seriously if, when it comes to the environment. Or when it comes to healthcare, saying, if you bring Medicare to off my desk, I will veto it and ex and set it. I will veto it. Good. So on the other hand. I veto you, Joe. McCarthy, who made extensive concessions to right-wing hardliners to secure his speaker spot, may risk being removed by members of his own party if they do not like the deal he cuts. Yeah, that's true. As far as I'm concerned. Republicans handle kick, business in-house. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, kick them both out. Yeah. Well, and I wish, you know, that is one thing that they do better as well, is they take out their own trash when they need to. I feel like Democrats do not do that. Democrats hang on for dear life to everybody. Former President Donald Trump, a Republican who was seeking another term after losing to Biden in 2020, it totally was rigged, has urged Republicans to force a default if they do not achieve all their goals, downplaying any economic consequences, of which there will be plenty. So there you go. And of course, Trump has to come in at the last minute to remind you of how screw the poor. It's totally on them. And meanwhile, he is... And I said this as soon as DeSantis signed the six-week ban that Trump's move in terms of running, he has to go to the left. He's going to have to go to the left of DeSantis. It's the only way. Yeah. And the question is, does he have it? Will he do it on the issue of reproductive freedom? I don't know. But apparently he's starting to do it on economic issues, which is going to be hilarious to watch because Trump has no personal he doesn't have an ideology. He doesn't have a personal, like, he doesn't have that. That's not a thing. He just is what about is going to get him where he needs to get Correct. to. And they right. see it as a political win if they yeah. have to default. Yeah. Double K, I'm talking about an actual credit card. I'm talking about people who put their, who, who spend money that they don't have. No, like, like in the microeconomics. Correct. Like us having credit cards that we spend where it's not. It's easier for us to put things on a card if we're not looking at cash going out. Fully of our aware pocket. that MMT is how currency flows to the economy. Fully aware. Okay. We are a currency issuing nation. Now, can we devalue our currency? Sure. But it doesn't mean you can't print money. Oh, Trump will lie. That man, it's how do you know? That is not what I'm saying, Double K. That is not what I'm saying at all. So, well, we know he's lying if his lips are moving. Yeah. That, that to me, that's like what people, my dad used to say about lawyers. How do you know your lawyer's lying? His lips are moving. But um, yeah, oh no. He, and it's funny because occasionally in his spew, little nuggets of truth do come out here and there in interesting places. And it's always so interesting to watch. Like I'm telling you, when he told us why we were in Syria, when he said, yeah. We're there for the oil. We're totally there to get the oil. Let me tell you. It's our oil. <laughs> I, it was moments like that are, are priceless to me. Priceless. And nobody else says that. Nobody else would say that. Joe would never say that. I just find it, the thing that I find the most disturbing. Maybe is RFK that, would. Well, 
it is going to be interesting to see how he goes about doing his business because the Democratic Party will do everything in their power to shut him down. Um, bottom line, so I think that, I mean, look, we He's hope, Kennedy. we certainly hope that we'll be able to speak. Um, Did you, have you reached out to see if we could get him to come on? RFK? Yeah. Mm, do, do you know anybody no, in his campaign? No, I, I don't know anybody specific. Well, Dennis Kucinich is his campaign manager. Huh. Wait, wait, wait. But I thought we knew somebody who had a connection to Dennis Kucinich. All right. I got to think uh, about that. Right, Nina. See, that's like following, that's how you would follow that food trail. Yeah. But I'd love to get him on the show. Yeah, I think he'd be a very interesting conversation. Oh, my God. Some things I agree with and do not. But ultimately, if you're asking, like, guys, if you had a choice between Joe, Trump, DeSantis, and RFK, who are you picking? You got to pick, if I had to pick somebody, I'd pick RFK. Uh, again, I, he had me at pardoning Assange and getting out sure. of the wars and the fact that he called out the CIA. That's honestly, that's the kind of stuff that you need to hear from somebody who's going to be your chief executive officer. His position on all different things actually isn't as important. See, I think people don't understand the different, the whole thing about like the three chambers of government. I mean, we learned it maybe, but um, a president's job is not to create legislation, although they can have things done that they agree with. But you need somebody how he's going to, anybody who's going to pardon and get us out of wars. Those are two of the most important things that a president can actually do. OK, so when we sit here and also, by the way, he is an environmental warrior. So this is somebody who is not going to be issuing permits and drilling in Alaska. So there are certain um, tangibles with that man that in an executive position are things he could literally get done. And so I don't want to I don't need to talk about what does he think about Medicare for all? You know what? It really doesn't matter yet because it would only matter if it ever made it to his desk. So, so you know what, let's talk about a president and what their job is. And their job is being a commander in chief of our armed forces. Their job is being a CEO overseeing our, like, this is not a, a representative. This is a chief executive. And to think that somebody could get in there and start pulling us out of wars, who's willing to say F to the CIA and, and, and call them out and, oh, please, and pardon whistleblowers. I can't think of a better commentary on what somebody would do as a president, truthfully. And the rest of the domestic policy, honestly, I think he seems like a pretty smart and reasonable guy. That's what I think. And I think that he would probably make some good choices and some not so good choices. Well, I know is we need better choices. What we so as of right now, if you were to give me the choice as to who's on the menu, he's the only choice on the menu. Yeah. And, and honestly, you could sit there and nitpick till whatever the, the, the three things that I know for sure, which I said, that's enough for me because I don't see anybody coming anywhere close to offering at least that. So he's not in bed with the military industrial complex and he's not in with the CIA. That's a big win, people. <laughs> it's a big win. And I would bet you anything he's the kind of person that would pardon nonviolent drug offenders. I bet you he would decriminalize cannabis. I'd love to have him on the show, but I, these to me are the kind of things that executive decisions. That's what I want a president for. He doesn't need to be lock, stock in with Medicare for all. Not right now. Yeah. So that's yeah. my rant on that. Well, it's going to get louder and louder because he is making the rounds on independent media and he has a lot of appeal. Now, I know a lot of people obviously complain constantly about how he talks, and they think that that's an hindrance for his uh, 
It's gravelly. No. It's annoying. I don't like it. I was one of the people originally that thought it was a hindrance. And it is definitely not a plus for him. It's not as bad as it once was. But what I will say is that if that's the thing, uh, I'm, I'm over that. You know what I mean? I mean, FDR was in a wheelchair and did some pretty great things. I'm, I'm just, you know what? The, the voice thing, while, yeah, he doesn't sell well. And, and that's unfortunate that maybe that's affecting him. But I do think that's completely counterbalanced by the fact that he is, in fact, a Kennedy. And yeah. that people do not under, I, I think that there's no way to under, like, to underestimate them. Like, don't underestimate them. That name matters still. It does. So There's, it looks like both of our guests stood us up tonight, but that's okay because we're used to it by now. Um, <laughs> it's not good lately. So hopefully Wednesday will be better. We are supposed to have on Carol Roth, uh, our friend. Who and we even confirm. That's yeah, the do. thing. We confirm and he confirms day of with people. Um, but yeah. And I'm not, I'm not endorsing RFK. I, I'm just saying if that were the choices. No, uh, there is no point in doing that. No. You know, we obviously have a, a very monumental task uh, down here. We are trying to get ballot petitions signed. We think that is a very important task. Um, we do believe that abortion uh, is a right. Uh, again, I don't care what your religious beliefs are. Stay out of my beliefs. I'll stay out of yours. Uh, do not give me this nonsense about everyone. But, you know, it's funny. Everyone wants to be an individual until they talk about the federal government and then it's everybody's together. So yeah. it's kind of weird. Well, for know. me, it's one of those things. And the, the argument is, and whenever I talk to people that they consider themselves pro-life, I consider them to be anti-choice, whatever. But um, the, the bottom line is, is that if somebody supports living in a democratic republic, then they're going to support the concept of a majority rule. And if you accept that concept, then you have to understand that if you're not in the majority position on something, you you really ought not have your way and also say that you're living in a functioning republic, right? Like, so the thing about the choice issue is that the majority of people by far, by far support a woman's right to choose. So the reason it's so infuriating to me that this is happening, it's not like, oh, I'm not getting my way. It's no, this is a sign that we our entire republic is being held hostage by a bunch of right-wing crazy people that are a minority. And that's what freaks me out. If most people agreed with it and I was just some weird radical, and the, then I wouldn't expect to just have my way. And it bothers me. And when I talk to people that are, that are anti-choice people, that's what I say to them. Like, but do you support the idea of a majority rule? And once they say that, it's over because there's not a single poll that you can find that doesn't show that the majority of people support a woman's right to choose. So you can't say you support democracy and then think that we should be having forced birth rules. Um, those two things are mutually exclusive. Yeah, there's way too many circumstances where, you know, a fetus is not able to be brought to term or there could be a health issue or there could be... Um, you know, it could be rape. It could be incest. It could be. I just uh, I, I, it, it infuriates me that we're even talking about this. I don't care what it is. Why are we debating what happens to other people's bodies? Because people's religion is is a it's a it's a mental. It's a disease. It's a mental disorder. It is. It's, it's it like is. a disorder. You know, people like to say that liberalism is a mental disorder. And in some ways, I agree. But so is being religious. It's a mental disorder because it's an obsessive compulsive situation. It is. 
You have every right to be religious. You have no right to be religious and exude your religious beliefs on other people. Well, right. It has no bearing in policy. None. That's the thing. None. We don't need it. We don't care. We're not interested. And if you really want to go down this road, which would be fine, I have no problem. I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. You want to you want to limit a woman's right to choose? We're going to tax the churches. That's just going to happen because you've crossed over. And there is no defense of it because you know that that's what it is. And they always want to say that it isn't about that, but we know that that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, well, we definitely, those two things are not necessarily relate correlated, but like, yes, A, we should definitely be taxing the religious institutions, but, um, well, the ones that participate in politics. And I will say this, that not all religious institutions do participate in politics. They don't. No. The synagogues don't. I mean, I, it's not, it's not all religions. No, I mean, the evangelicals. If you're participating in politics, then you need to be taxed. It's that simple. If anywhere, shape or form, your money is participating in politics, you need to be taxed. And the synagogues participate too. I mean, don't say they don't. They absolutely do. They don't participate at the level. um, Not per the congregation. I mean, individuals do, but the congregations don't get involved in the politics. The churches 1000% have a hand in how people vote and who they're voting for. Yeah, um, well, and, that's and, a big thing. But, that's on the that's on the Democratic Party and the Republican. But Party. there's nothing that anybody is going to ever say that is going to make it be where I'm willing to discuss my body or my medical situation and have that be a topic of discussion for other people to decide what I should do based on. And and the other thing is that really is frustrating to me is about this whole thing. Again, I will reiterate, if it's just about having like an embryo or a fetus and it's a living thing, are you going to take up that position with viruses, bacteria, and fungus? Because those are also living things that only live on us. So should we not take antibiotics and kill a bacteria that's living off of us? I just, if you're not going to be concerned with all of my other health issues and you're not necessarily going to want to pay for prenatal care, like stay the hell out of it. (laughs) Just stay out of it. And there's no excuse whatsoever for why we do not have basic child care in this country. You know, the average cost to birth a child in the United States is $10,000. That's insane. Now, the argument, of course, from the uber libertarian right is, well, don't have a child that you can't afford to have. Well, listen, I agree. You'll run out of workers then at some point. Yeah, you will. But (laughs) it will be a lot easier to have children in the United States if we actually had a system designed so that they could thrive. Not everybody is swimming in loot. And when you are just one small mistake away from literally being in, you know, in dire needs, poverty, et cetera, it would stands to reason that there has to be some collective system that prevents people from completely falling through the cracks. I don't know how people completely miss it. Yeah. Well, I mean, It's very frustrating, and I, would I say all organizations that think that they have a right to circumvent the process. Yeah, if you're participating, I mean, well, no, not necessarily. It's not about. I mean, it will d- depends on like the the what their purpose is. I mean, they're not not all nonprofits are the same, but right. yeah, no. If you're participating in politics, then yeah, yeah. So that's where we're at, and. Yeah. But, you know, when people want to talk about my reproductive issues, I get kind of violent. <laughs> I do. I feel violent about it. I, I it's very, very infuriating to me that I'm still having this discussion with people. So it ha- makes me very angry. So we have an idea for a future show that we've been talking about um, that would require us to uh, tape it and then play it. Uh, 
And that is, uh, there's a lot of channels on YouTube that review movies, but there are very few, if any, and I think probably just about none, that ever review political movies. And there are some very important ones that I personally haven't even seen yet that I would like to see. And there are ones that we have seen that I think are extremely relevant to the times, like Wag the Dog. I those love of you Wag who have the never Dog. seen that. Definitely a movie worth seeing to understand how <sighs> love Wag the Dog. war propaganda really works oh, among other forms. I laughed out loud so many times in the theater in that movie. I still have not seen Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I don't like black and white. Oh, I don't. I and you know what? I own it. I'm not ashamed to say it. And there have been exceptions to that, Too but I'm so unmotivated. You, well, the people that used to live in black and white times. Well, it wasn't black, black and white, white when they were doing it. It's just black and white now. And that's a joke, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, no, we. we JFK. Well, are we gonna? We we can do a, 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 a reproductive rights episode. Like we could do some stuff like that. Oh, you want to do movie reviews, but then I, we have to like. I don't want to sit here and watch a movie though. That's the thing. I don't want to sit here and watch a movie. What's you that? could do it. You could do have a movie. I'm review trying to thing. help us grow our channel. I I know, but I I don't. But I'd rather be lazy do... about it and not do it. Why not give it a try? Let's see what happens. Because that's not something I want to do. If like do this it... show is a hobby for me. This show is something I enjoy to do. This show is something that I created because I wanted to do something and put certain message out there. And it's like now it's sort of becoming this thing that you're growing for growing. And I get it like you want to. And that's great. But that's not what that's not what I need to be doing. And so, no, I don't want to say. And if you want to review movies, you can review movies. But I'm not really into sitting here and spending that much time to do that. I don't know how you have that much time to sit and do that. So no, uh, I guy, I am totally for Planned Parenthood getting the treatment they deserve because Planned Parenthood is actually one of the organizations that's been standing in the way of Medicare, Medicare for, for all. all for years. They've so. been campaigning against Medicare, lobbying against Medicare it? for all. How about it? Let them have it. We don't discriminate. We're not partisan. We're just trying to do what's right for the people. Or, or what they need to do then is they have to have a separate 501c3 that they use for, this is what the League of Women Voters does. League mm. of Women Voters has a separate 501c3 education fund and that that is not taxed. Um, but yeah, I just think that, yeah. I think if we, I, I think we could do it. Um, I don't think it has to be frequent, but I think if we do it every once in a while, it could be very effective, maybe once a month. Well, you and I will talk about it, but that's not something I want to do. So you, you, I understand that, that you want to, and I think if you want to do that, you can do that, but I do not want to do that. Well, I think it would be fun. Okay. That's why I'm saying then you should do it. If it would be fun for you, it would not be fun for me. So I don't want to do that. Flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> Do you know who the Flying Spaghetti Monster is? Not really. It's it's a mockery of organized religion. It's a mockery of oh. God. It's 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 an atheist symbol. Like if you're going to believe in God, why don't you just believe in the Flying Spaghetti Monster? Right. Yes. It's a mockery of. I believe in Lou. I do. Lou I believe in Lou. She's so cute. Look how cute she is. Yes. She's got fish face. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Sable. I didn't mean to offend. 
But for those of you who are watching, please make sure to like, subscribe, share, do all the wonderful things. Oh, you're talking about that Planned Parenthood's anti-universal health care? Yeah, it is. It's very disappointing. I used to be a Planned Parenthood volunteer for years. Hmm. And the people that are volunteers for Planned Parenthood are some of the best people. They're truly in this for all the right reasons. They don't know this. And, and also a lot of the groundwork is also what Planned Parenthood does is so important that volunteer work and all, like they do so many importantly good things. So it's, 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 I kind of see both sides of it with them, but they definitely are anti-Medicare for all. Definitely agree, Double K. Uh, we do need publicly elections. Oh, for sure. 100%. Oh my God, that's that's the goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we had that, would solve a chunk of our problems just like that. Yeah. It would. That would do a huge amount to change things. We have a messed up system right now. You would have so it. many better options. You would have so many better people that would have the opportunity to get involved and run. Um, it, it. I don't know how much it would affect, um, like. Uh, national races, but when you're talking about congressional seats and, oh my God, it would be a massive um, impact it to would, have publicly financed. It would make a significant difference for sure. And so, yeah, it, it's been, um, it's been an interesting time to be alive. Um, you know, so we've got some things coming up. Uh, we are planning to do a live stream, a Florida-centered live stream, focusing on getting this ballot, this initiative, this petition initiative going to get uh, abortion rights on the ballot. We should probably do a live on Saturday at the thing. We could do that. I would love to have be able to set up a table and have a generational change table with a bunch of clipboards. But, I mean, there's so many organizations there for it. That's the whole point of it. But if there was a table, I'd love to put stuff well, Maybe out. that Saturday might make more sense than doing a Monday show. So well, I'm just saying that I know there's that event at Feldman Park for this, a big okay. ballot kickoff. All right. Well, we're gonna, we, we will be there and we will be working on that. And so if you want to support our efforts, uh, we will put the word out again on Wednesday. So keep an eye on that. In the meantime, like, subscribe, share, do all those wonderful things that we ask. If you are so inclined to become a patron, patreon.com. Thank you to everyone who donated Double K. You're the best. Change. Yes, you are. So is Big Dumb Animal. Again, we are small but mighty. We are working to grow. I know you say it's a hobby. I still say- Well, no. It's important to me doing what I want to do and getting the me message out there, but that is not necessarily equated with getting people to watch us do movie reviews. I don't, it, and, and quite honestly, this, what I, when I started this, it was because I really enjoy getting really good information about things from people and doing interviews. I don't necessarily need to sit here and be another talking head. So that's why it's not, and it's not, and it's a hobby. It's just that I'm doing what I, I'm serving in the capacity that I want to. And that's, that's all there is to it. Fair enough. Thank you all for your wonderful support. Like I said, smash the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you click that bell so you are reminded to come and check us out when we go live Monday and Wednesdays at 9 p.m. unless otherwise designated ahead of time. We'll see you Wednesday. Thanks for watching. If you want to support our mission to transform politics into service, please like this video, subscribe, follow us on social media, and consider joining our Patreon, where you'll get early access to our interviews as well as other exclusive content. Links are in the description. Peace out.